Yo. Hey, Yo. Farza, how are you doing? Doing well, how are you guys doing? Glad to hear it. I'm doing pretty well myself. Um, all right. So, uh, hello guys, <clears throat> welcome uh, to episode 12 of Builder Talks. Uh, today we have a very special guest, Farza, uh, from BuildSpace. Uh, just a couple things I want to remind you of. We will be recording this whole thing. It'll be on Spotify and YouTube. So if you guys uh, don't want to, you know, listen all the way through, you can just go ahead and, and uh, find us on those platforms afterwards. And also, we'll be doing a Q&A um, with Farza here. And if you want to submit a question, you just go over to the events channel and you'll find the Q&A questions for Farza right there. And you can just put a question there. All right. Um, so, Farza, uh, if you could just introduce yourself really quickly uh, and uh, just let people know a bit about yourself, that would be great. Uh, for sure. Um, I guess anything specific that you, you want me to cover, I can, I can start with, like, I was born on December 18th, 1995, in a small <laughs> town in the, city of, in, the, in, the, in the country of Pakistan. <laughs> I could go you know wherever. what? Yeah, I mean, just... Uh, Letting people know like where you're based, what you're working on, what you're interested in, um, sure. all that stuff. Cool. Yeah, I guess uh, TLDR. Uh, working on Build Space, uh, based in San Francisco. And um, yeah, I guess a quick intro I always give is like, been starting companies since I was 13. Uh, got my first company around like 100K in revenue by like 15. And ever since then, I've just been like making stuff. Uh, kind of fell in love with software around like 18. Uh, 18, 19. Uh, that's like when I like kind of learned to just like make products that like people on the internet could use. Because my previous companies uh, were like you know when I was younger it was like, like e-commerce companies, right? Um, okay. Like I was selling T-shirts. I was selling like uh, printers. I was basically my biggest thing that I did was uh, I sold blank DVDs to game developers in Latin America uh, so they could wow. burn like their games on on these discs. So they could actually, like, it's indie game developers who needed discs to burn their games on to sell them in markets, right? Because, you know, this is like 2009. It's like you need a CD to play the game, right? For like, like your PS3. So I was like one of the biggest right. suppliers to these game developers in, uh, in, in, in uh, like South America. And yeah, from there, went to college, did computer science stuff. Um, I made a, kind of a bunch of like viral products for gamers um, at this time. So uh, there's like a there's like a whole list, but I made a bunch of things that went like really, really viral in the world of gaming, particularly in the world of like League of Legends. Um, wow. I started like making a name for myself there. Um, from there, so, so like at this point, I like I was like, oh cool, like I can just like make stuff in my room, awesome. Because um, previously I was like like employing people, like I was running warehouses, you know, like all this shit, all this shit. So it was cool to to kind of just sit from my laptop and be like, oh wow, like you know, one of the products had like 500k. Um, like 500k monthlies, right? And uh, I was like, oh shit, like that's pretty cool. 500k monthlies, awesome. I just on something I worked on for like three months, fantastic. Um, and then kind of from there, I uh, kind of got bored of like making random products. And I was like, you know, I want to do something really hard. So like, um, kind of like around 20, I was like, I want to like build self-driving cars. So I started building self-driving cars. Like I, I got like really, really into the world of deep learning, became like an expert at just like, like calculus and then like just, started writing uh, papers, essentially, uh, in the world of like, academia. Um, and like work with NVIDIA on like self-driving cars, just like in, in, in the academic world. 
pretty cool, pretty fun. Like, uh, kind of the thing I did that was cool was uh, I was able to get a car like driving um, with pretty decent accuracy with just a single camera. So, if you think about like Tesla, Tesla has about 16 cameras. So, kind of what? my challenge was like, how, 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 uh, how like well could I make a car drive with just one camera, um, like on the dashboard? And yeah, that's pretty fun. Like, made that work. Um, and then, uh, yeah, from here, I was like, I was like, do I like, like at, at this point, like, you know, just, just for some context, like, like I, I never was supposed to go to college. Like, like it was never in the plans. I kind of just did it because my mom was just going to get mad at me if I didn't. Um, <laughs> cause you know, I was already running that, that business and I was like, you know, like I don't need to go to college, but still went to college. But then, I, you know, <laughs> by the time I finished the self-driving car stuff, I was like, oh shit, like I want to do my PhD. Like I applied to a bunch of PhD programs, um, and like I was I was I was about to accept one, and uh, eventually like I was like, wait a second, I don't what, this is useless. Like the word of academia is literally useless. Like in terms of like like you know what I actually want to do, which is like make stuff. So then I kind of uh, packed up my bags with SF and joined a company in SF, and uh, yeah, that's kind of like a quick story. And then and then from there I became like a deep learning engineer at a gaming company. Uh, called called uh, called a mayhem got acquired by uh, Niantic recently. Then I became CTO of this company called Kanga, and then that got acquired by Riot uh, recently. And then I, uh, kind of two years ago, I started this company called a uh, Zip School, a uh, Zip Homeschool, which was a company to actually make homeschooling easier. That was about two years ago. Got into YC with that, raised from a 16Z, and then six months ago, I actually pivoted away from Zip School to uh, BuildSpace, and uh, BuildSpace here we are today. Kind of like the world's wow. biggest uh, you know, network of Web3 builders. And we're, uh, uh, yeah, just did, a call, just, just did a, like a million revenue. Uh, and yeah, just a bunch of cool stuff happening there. Basically trying to build a, uh, a network where people can come on, um, you know, create a profile and start connecting with each other uh, while also earning like ownership over build space itself the more they contribute back to the network. You can think about it sort of like LinkedIn in a way. Um, and, and yeah, right. That's what we're up to. The That's insane. That is absolutely crazy. And and how old are you right now? I'm 26. Jeez. Okay. Wow. So lots to lots to get into. Um, I guess I would I would just want to go into this like um, sort of chronologically. Um, what got you involved with like doing the, these this uh, like CD startup and. Um, I mean, it sounds like you did a bunch of different businesses when you were growing up. And uh, I mean, what I find cool about like what you mentioned is that you really got into a bunch of different things, you know, hardware, software. Um, so what got you initially interested in this? Did you have like a family member that was really into the business space or, or what was it? Uh, yeah, no, didn't really have anyone around. So I grew up in a, outside of Miami, like a small suburb called Pembroke Pines. Um, I guess I originally came from Pakistan and I came here and I was like, I don't know, I was around eight, and then uh, grew up outside of Miami. Um, and uh, it kind of got me into all this. Like, like, like no, no one, I just, just for some context, no one in Pembroke Pines makes anything, right? Like, it is weird <laughs> to go and make things. Like, to go and do anything that's not, like, just, like, hanging out at the beach or something, right? You're just, you're weird. Like, if, you, if you're saying, oh, I'm starting a, a, I'm doing something, like, that's, like, I'm, like, tinkering on something, it's just, like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Just come here and play some video games, you know? That's kind of like the culture. Right. So, like, um, so it's like, and then also none of my family, like, you know, is, is, is in this 
kind of like 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 none of my family's an entrepreneur either. Like they're just kind of like, um, they're just uh, you know, they're kind of just like I, I don't I don't want to say normal people, but like they have normal jobs. Like kind of like my dad is like a was a car sales guy, right? Um, my mom kind of just took care of us, like kind of a normal type family. Um, but I think uh, my dad just hated like. I think my dad really saw early on, like, uh, like when I was a kid, like how useless it is to work for someone else um, in terms of like a big company setting. So, you know, he worked for like Nissan and like Honda and Mercedes Benz, right? Like, like as a car guy. Damn. And he was like, wow, like this is absolutely useless. Like I can see how useless this is. Like I don't want my kid to actually do this either. And he just hated the concept of having a boss. So I remember with me, when I was like, right, it was like literally like I just turned 13 and I was like, I got this job to spin a sign outside of a gym, you know, on the road. You know, that got, you know, those guys spinning signs. I was so happy. And I was like, you know, Papa, check this out. You know, I got this job, you know, it's $12 an hour, which was ridiculous at the time. Um, and uh, yeah, he was just like, yeah, you're, you're just not allowed. Like you're, you're not allowed to get a job. Like uh, that, that's just what it is. So he's, I remember like I was super mad about this for like a month. Um, Cause I was like, fuck this guy. I just want to like go to the movies. And he's not even giving me money for the movies. Like, what am I supposed to do here? Um, right. And then, uh, and then, yeah, like after that, like about a month after that, I, I remember uh, kind of what started it, like this exact moment. It's just, I was, uh, my dad, uh, my dad was like donating clothes to charity. Like he was like cleaning out his closet. He was donating his clothes to charity, right? And uh, um, I remember like I walk in, him and my mom just sitting there like, kind of figuring out what clothes to like give to charity, right? And this is like this big pile of clothes they're giving away, right? <laughs> and right. I was just like, uh, I was just like, huh, you know, there's some nice brands in here. Like I knew brands at the time, like Calvin Klein, like Armani, et cetera, right? So I was like, hey, like, can I just take these myself? <laughs> and just sell them on the internet? So that's kind of like the first thing I ever did was just sell my dad's yeah. clothes on the internet. And uh, yeah, I still remember like selling these like little, like, you know, Calvin Klein jeans for like 10 bucks on eBay. Like that's kind of the first right. thing. Uh, I did, yeah. Damn, okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, your introduction to the whole world of business was definitely more like the the old-fashioned, physical, uh, kind of like lemonade stand type route. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I never dealt with like real... It was still like through like the internet, I guess. Cause, um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, totally, totally, totally. Um, I, I was already pretty internet native at this time, like... You know, like when I like every from like the time I was eight to the time I was like thirteen, just like browsing forums, sitting on like online online games, right. talking to random people, like was already like really really internet native at at this point. So it was pretty natural to me okay. to be like, well, I'm just gonna sell my dad's clothes on the internet. Like, like, like what the fuck? Let's just do this. Easy. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. And how did that? I mean, how did that? How do you go from sell, selling uh, clothes that your guys were just like gonna donate anyway to? Um, you were talking about selling like CDs or uh, discs for other American yeah. indie game dev companies. Like, how does that? <laughs> how how is that progression? Like, uh, how did you go from just you know selling clothes to CDs? Yeah, like I'm definitely a believer in like committing to a single thing and like just kind of like seeing the where that takes you. Um, and we can call this a single company, a single endeavor, right? Um, right. I see like a lot of people now on the internet, like just making like a product a month. And I'm like, what the, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is useless. <laughs> you will learn nothing. Um, you, you may learn how to like make products, I guess. But like, honestly, nothing will teach you more than just like 
grinding on the same thing every day for like three years. Like nothing will teach you more than that, right? Because that's, it's really easy to switch stuff up and like move on, right? It's really hard for to sure. be like, I'm going to figure this out actually. So yeah, with the clothes stuff, I mean, you know, this is also my dad telling me in the background, like, I would always be like, you know, I want to like stop doing the clothes stuff. But then he was like, no, 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 you got to like figure it out. You got to figure it out. And, um, and uh, you know, I started like, the problem with the clothes business was um, like, I realized like within like six to 12 months that like, so the very quickly the clothes business became like a garage sale business where like I would literally go to garage sales, like buy shit and then sell it on eBay. Like that was the business, right? My mom would, I, I kind of find the garage sales on Craigslist or uh, groups, Facebook, Facebook pages at the time. And I tell my mom to drive me there on the weekends and I would just like go buy stuff and then sell it on eBay, right? That was the plan. Um, right. And you know, that was fun. You know, it made a couple hundred bucks a month and it was, it was cool. Um, I was already like making much more than like whatever my friends were making, like just like working their jobs, right? So I was like, oh, cool. Like this is better <laughs> and it's funner. Um, but um, yeah, man, I mean, I just realized like, very quickly you start to see like, oh shit, like this is getting like, this is not growing. Like this is not fun anymore. Like it's just kind of grind. So right. I, uh, man, the CD stuff is weird. I mean, basically at the time, my uncle was working, I think he owned or he was working at, I forget. He was either owning or working at like a DVD shop. Um, um, I don't know if he owned it at this point, but he was, he, he was like working at the DVD shop and he was showing me, you know, at the DVD shop, I was like looking, and by the way, this is still the, at the point where like, you know, Blockbuster is still like a huge thing, right? Like you go to Blockbuster right. and it's like, DVD cases. So he was like, I just go to a store and there's like thousands of DVD cases, right? Like empty DVD cases, thousands of blank DVDs, thousands of like uh, sleeves for CDs and things like that, right? So I was like, oh man, like this is interesting. Like where did you buy this from? And he started telling me like, you know, I had this supplier over in Miami. And uh, yeah, kind of from there, I was just like, all right, like let's just do the same thing that's, that this supplier is doing locally, but just on the internet. And uh, kind of from there, oh. I... Uh, just started selling blank DVDs on the internet. Like that's just how, how it kind of came to be. And um, yeah, from there, it's like, it's kind of interesting. Like I started learning like, well, once you have like a product that you can kind of like recreate, like, you know, repeat, you know, pretty cool uh, versus like yeah. the garage sale stuff, which was like really, really hard, right? <laughs> you have to like make magic like every single weekend somehow. Um, right. It's kind of like making a, like a movie, right? Like, you know, make a, like making movies is like a hard, like really hard. Like, Gotta make magic like every single time, uh, whereas CD stuff, it's like, oh, I gotta make magic once, and, right. uh, and that kind of works out. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, um, and I mean, I, I was checking out your Twitter profile, and the first thing I see is um, this device by a company called Neurosity, and you have it on your head here, and apparently, <laughs> it's like it's measuring uh, your brain waves. And you've managed to hook this thing up to one of those like uh, multicolored spin hats. And the faster you your go. brain's working, the faster the, the spinner is spinning. Um, how, how, so clearly, I mean, you went from the clothes to the CD stuff uh, to doing some like really like crazy high tech stuff. Um, so I would like to yeah. just pass this on to Barrett <laughs> to ask you some questions about that. Yeah. Sure. Um. So, like, I saw that too, like a couple of weeks ago when you first tweeted that, and, and it's really <laughs> cool. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, I know a lot of people here might not know what Neurosity is and how that might work, like the behind the scenes. Um, so if you just want to like, just like briefly go over how um, you kind of went about building that, that, that would be really cool. Yeah, I just literally just, there's nothing special. Um, yeah, I don't know, nothing special there. Just a pie hooked up to Neurosity, uh, which mentions your EEG waves. Um, but yeah, I mean, me and my friends, so even today, we're, we're, today what we're building is a, an automatic chai machine. So kind of like every two weeks, we'll try to tinker on something new on the weekend and try to ship it in the day. And uh, last weekend, you know, two weekends ago was this neurosity thing where, you know, it would make my, <laughs> it, it, I just tried to do something funny, you know, like just something that would make me laugh or make, make my friends laugh. Uh, I, I was just like, oh, it'd be really funny if like I had a hat that would spin faster, the harder I, you know, was thinking. That'd be pretty funny. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I kind of just learned about, like, i never done, like, hardware stuff, so I just kind of messed with the pie that day the first time and um, just kind of, kind of got it working. Um, uh, it was, like, my introduction to hardware. So today it's, like, the next, the next level, which is, like, building a chai machine, <laughs> which is really hard. That's, like, you got pumps now and you got water flowing and you got, like, uh, you know, things being heated up and boiling and all this shit. So, no, no, for me it's always been about, like, you start at level zero and you keep on going, right? You just keep on committing. Um, to the, like a similar, like, like, like a craft that you kind of want to get better at. And that could be a company, that could be like, you know, a skill, it could just be like working on yourself, you know? It's just, kind of just committing is like the name of the game, honestly, that I've, I've learned, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, um, so was that like, in, in like this whole thing that you started, um, like every two weeks, was that your first one that you did or were you, were you building other stuff before that? No, no, no. I've been making stuff since I was like, like literally like, like 12, 13, like almost like every single like two to three weeks, like I would always come up with something new that I thought was interesting. Um, so I've been doing it for like a while, like a long time. And, uh, you know, I did, I started doing a lot in college. So college was where like, I really started like calling them like hack days and I uh, started inviting my friends over. And, you know, these hack days is actually where I, uh, you know, made a lot of the products that like, you know, like this, these hackers are actually where I learned to code <laughs> and like make these products that like went decently viral, like on Reddit um, and, and in the world of gaming. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see something like this, uh, like going huge on Reddit because it's like something that I know the community there also would find very uh, interesting. But yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> um, so I guess during your time during like college and like before that, have you participated in any hackathons? Yeah, yeah, I would go to a lot of IRL hackathons, maybe like 25 or 30 uh, throughout college. Um, so, I mean, for context, like, I barely, like, I still do this day feel like college is the biggest waste of time, like, of all time. Like, anyone going to college is kind of like, this is kind of dumb. Like, for me, like, even for me, like, I fully, I will fully say that the whole four years are just stupid. But the only reason I did it was just to make my mom happy, right? Like, that's it. And if my mom just wants me to go to college, that's fine. I'll do it for my mom, right? But overall, like, so stupid, right? So for me, you know, the college I went to was really bad. Like, it's like ranked like 190 or something in the, in the U.S. Like, it's just a shitty college. And um, I was always like, you know, like, how do we, like, take, like, okay, we got some cool people here, like, a couple cool kids. Like, let's take these kids to the next level. Like, let's, like, let's all go to the next level together. So I'd be, like, uh, I'd always be organizing the hackathons. I'd, I'd always be organizing, like, the like the events and the buses to get there and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and yeah, like sometimes you, you gotta like take it upon yourself. 
Because for me, yeah. I was always like, man, this is such like a shack college. Nothing ever happens here. Like, okay, let's change that, right? Um, and uh, just kind of like started making stuff happen. But and just just being consistent with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but that, that that's really cool, and I remember the whole um, IRL hackathon before COVID happened. That was so really good. <laughs> um, it, it was like a lot went on, like more opportunities happened. But now, obviously, um, it's been COVID has been going on for like the past like three years. Everyone has gotten used to online hackathons. Uh, I think like there have been like a couple few IRL hackathons um, since then, but most of them online. But I, as like since like 2019 up, up until this point they've definitely gotten better um but yeah that's really cool to see yeah. even, at, even here at build a group we've um been hosting a lot of hackathons um so yeah we've definitely been getting yeah. into that too which is like really cool yeah that's yeah. interesting i feel like yeah interesting i feel like the real build like i have a hackathon every two weeks by myself you know like or, or like, yeah. i have I like invite one or two friends over like it's not that hard right like that's, yeah. that's all a hackathon is. Like, really, a hackathon is just like, like one to two people or one to five people, like on a table, just like trying to shift something by the end of the day, correct? So it's like, man, you could do that, like, like, yeah, like, like that. that that's all I did, right? It's like uh, we just called that a hackathon, um, and now, like, yeah, hackathons have gotten like to become this like much bigger thing, um, which is kind of interesting. I'm not sure if I agree with all of it, but overall, yes, hackathons. Pretty awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, you could probably do an, I mean, anyone in this room could probably do an IRL hackathon, like, you know, tomorrow if they wanted to. Just like, I don't know, invite your brother, invite like your neighbor, neighbor over for a day and say you're going to yeah, hack on like sure. a curiosity or something or something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess hackathons don't always have to be like with a bunch of people. It could be just yourself too or just like a couple of friends. So yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So. I know you mentioned uh, working at Mayhem and Conga. Um, I kn is is Conga the gaming company? Uh, yep, it was like a it was like a better Twitch, uh, a better uh, uh, browser for Twitch. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, what was your involvement with those? Because I know you mentioned something about deep learning. You know, I'm not like a super technical person. I do not know what that means. Oh yeah, like uh, deep learning. Uh, so, so I mean, in college, I, I, I like I built self-driving cars, right? So then after that, I was like, you know, uh, I'm gonna apply these skills to the world of gaming. And in Mayhem, I was uh, basically the product for Mayhem was you would play a game, you would stream that game to our servers, and then I would write algorithms that would like detect what was happening in the game, and then send you back tips on how to play the game better. So it's like a oh. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's like literally an automatic coach type thing, and uh, I yeah, see. Kind of, I would kind of like just built all those all those models, all those algorithms, right? So that uh, that did that. Um, That's crazy. On, for, for 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 Fortnite and Overwatch were the two games that we covered, and uh, yeah, it got pretty big, it got like extremely viral, and uh, we ended, but sadly we ended up getting banned by uh, Blizzard. I uh, got a cease and desist, and uh, they said, "Hey, you gotta this is cheating." <laughs> so they cease and desisted us. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, that was not good. That was interesting time. It was a lot cool. It was a great team. Um, you know, learned a lot about like working on a team. It was like my first team I ever worked on. You know, because uh, before this, I was always like, I was always solo, like always on everything I did. So it was interesting. 
Okay. Yeah. And was that, that was a, like a physical team situation? Yeah. Yeah. I like literally flew up to SF, um, from, from Miami and then kind of moved out. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty wild for me. Kind of came to SF for the first time. I never really left like my city almost ever. Um, so it was like a crazy for me to actually fly out to like a different, uh, to a different city and, uh, especially SF, which was like so far away from Miami. <laughs> Um, yeah, like where I live, outside of Miami. So, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, crazy move for me. Uh, I never expected to ever leave my little town, to be honest. Yeah, and I mean, wait, how old were you when you were doing that stuff? Uh, that was twenty-two. So I just like graduated college at this point. Yeah, twenty-two. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah. So you were talking about self-driving cars. Um. I'm an investor in Tesla. And uh, that stuff is like super interesting to me. Um, I'm, you know, I'm very fascinated by everything that's that's going on in that space. But uh, I mean, someone who's working on that stuff sort of solo is like something you do not hear about very often, or at least I don't. Um, what got you into that? Like you, you were also talking about academia, getting involved with, you know, submitting like actually like uh, real like legitimate papers and stuff. I mean, that seems like uh, that could have been a whole career in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess like uh, in the world of academia, you, you work solo, right? You're a solo PhD. You're a solo like graduate student, correct? Um, so that's just kind of what I did. Like I, uh, I, don't, I always knew I was like good at working on stuff alone. Um, so I was like, man, you know, working on something like this solo, like the self-driving car problem felt like really alluring to me. I was like, fantastic. Like I could just like sit here and grind for like 13 hours a day, which I love doing, and uh, just like work on these problems by myself in my head. It was actually pretty fun for me, you know? So it was kind of weird how I got into it. I uh, pretty much like, uh, I guess for some context, like, I guess I've always been like really good at school. Like, I'm not like purposely like, I was always just really like, I was always like number one, you know, like at like whatever school I went to, just by accident. Like, I, I guess I did put in a lot of work, like a ton of work, uh, but I was like, I was always really good. So in college, I was also like really like up there in my college, right? And uh, one of my professors was like, yo, man, uh, I'll pay you $10,000 or not $10,000. It was like $5,000 over four months to work with me in my lab, right? My computer vision lab. And uh, to me, I was like, that's like a ripoff. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I literally told him. Like, Professor, like, that's like the worst offer I've ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know what? I don't really care about the money. Just like pay for my food, right? And I'll, I'll come every day for like four months. That's, that's all I told him. And uh, we kind of struck that deal. And, uh, and, and yeah, I kind of started working with, uh, <laughs> with them for like almost two years. It was like a pretty great relationship that I had with my, uh, with my professors there. And became buddies with all these crazy... Yeah, just, just so you all know, like, it's like... It's like, I feel like on Twitter... A lot of people look up to like builders nowadays, um, like people who like sh launch products and stuff, right? And I think for me, I always looked up to like, uh, even to this day, like, like, like graduate students and people working on like super, super hard problems and uh, just like interacting with them. So the PhD lab was like a group of like 30 people who were all working on like super hard AI problems, right? And uh, I was like, oh my God, like these are the actual people that are making like true progress in the world. And right. um, I don't know, I was just like super hyped to be around them. I learned a lot from like that group. Um, they're all like really nice to me and just like, I don't know, they, they, they would take me from like a little baby boy <laughs> to like teaching me 
like about the word of like AI and machine learning, just like, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. So it's like definitely one of the most like important things I ever did. Um, uh, for sure. Like you always want to be in a spot where, um, you know, there's someone there who could like, not really like teach you. I don't think teach you. It's more like, like someone who, who's, who can be there to like answer your stupid questions, I feel like, and not get frustrated with you. It's like kind right. of awesome to have that. So yeah, like even today in like startup world, that's essentially what YC is. <laughs> YC is just a big <laughs> ass school for stupid ass founders who want to ask dumb questions. And that's fine. That's hilarious. We're all, we're all, we're, we're all, we're all there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, and I mean, that's a perfect segue. I guess I'll... By the way, I'll I, 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 am, I, I, I am the stupid ass founder. We're, we're all there. Um, um, I, don't think, I don't think you ever become that stupid. I don't think anyone ever becomes like smart a smart founder necessarily. I think we're always just stupid in, all, in like our own ways. Uh, whether as like a founder, whether as an engineer, like, I don't know. That's like my, that's like my take though. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's something that's uh, probably pretty good to keep in mind, you know, for uh, people who are just starting out, especially because I think it's super easy yeah. to get, you know, kind of frustrated uh, if you're not seeing progress and to assume that it's, you know, yeah. uh, it's your fault for not knowing certain things. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's exactly why we have YC, uh, you know, just like you say. Yeah. Um, all right. And so, yeah, I mean, just to get more into YC, uh, I guess Barrett wants to ask some questions about that, actually. Yeah. Um, so, like, as you know, obviously, um, this has been uh, uh, funded by uh, A A16Z and YC. Um, so I, I guess, how, what, what, um, how, how do you guys end up there? Like, like when when did this happen when did you guys get funded by uh yc and a16z and why did you guys choose um them and why, why did you guys choose to apply to them uh yeah i mean so i mean at the time like i just left kanga um and i was like trying to figure out my next thing and um you know i kind of just picked up you know, this company started two years ago as, you know, Zip Homeschool. Originally, this whole idea for the company was, this is a platform for you to start a, a homeschool for your child. Because, you know, I, I started researching at the time. It was like November 2019. I was like, you know, like I started researching that, you know, like, you know, it's really hard to run a homeschool in every state. Like every state has different laws, right, to run homeschooling. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll just build a platform or like a simple piece of software um, that would let people like do that automatically. And it was just like a Webflow form and some type forms and stuff, right? Nothing, nothing crazy. And I kind of launched that in about, a, in about a day or two. I, I have a hackathon I did with my friends um, one day. And, uh, and yeah, that's like the story. That's like literally how this company started. Uh, from there, I kind of got my first customer at like $10 a month. Um, I still remember her name. Like, um, it was Maria. She was in Texas. She had like a kindergartner who was five years old. And... Um, she wanted to start a homeschool in Texas. And I was like, I helped her through that whole process kind of manually, right? And then from there, like three months later, I have like 50 customers now, right? I'm doing about $500 in MRR. And I applied to YC. That's, that's kind of the whole story. And I was like, hey, YC, like, you know, this is, this is what I'm working on. <laughs> um, you can fund this if you want to. It's going to be a massive company. So you should, uh, you should totally fund this. It's kind of, kind of my whole mentality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really good uh, story. Um, but yeah, that, yeah that's really I, cool. I, I, I think, I think one thing that like, it's always important, like even before YC, I had this, uh, 
Um, I, I got 25K from a buddy of mine um, named Furkan, who's the now CEO of Third Web. And uh, yeah, like he was like, uh, he was always the guy I would ask like my dumb questions to. Uh, him and like, yeah, him and like a few other guys, I, w- I would always have like a close group of like people that were ahead of me that I could always like go to. Um, and he was one of them. So yeah, man, like you always need that. I think I, I would have, uh, otherwise you waste a lot of time <laughs> doing like dumb shit because we're all yeah. stupid. So yeah, I, I actually didn't know that he was the CEO now. Um, I, I thought he used to just uh, work as, I actually don't know. I, I knew he worked at third web, but I didn't know that he was the CEO. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. but yeah. I know uh, Third Web and Build Spaces have both been growing a lot in uh, like the community on Discord and just like general growth. So that's really cool yeah. to see. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Build Space was a uh, was pivot, you know, from six months ago. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy, yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of interesting. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like really easy to grow like consumer products, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, um, it's kind of just like, you kind of have like a simple loop that you want to build and then you build that loop and just repeat that loop over and over and then your like, product will grow. Like that's kind of just the game, comes to the name of consumer. Like versus like B2B SaaS, which is like a very different game in my opinion. Um, but I've always played the consumer game, like, at, like for as long as I can remember. Maybe one day I'll play the B2B game. We'll see, but, but yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, even, like, last year, uh, July, around July, I think this was before Build Space launched, maybe. Um, I'm not sure if you know Paul. I think you do. Um, but, yeah, yeah Paul, Paul yeah. yeah. Um, he, he showed me Build Space. He was like, uh, my friend Farz is building Build Space. What do you think of him? And I remember, I, I think then it wasn't uh, Web3-based. I think it was just general programming but i'm not i i think because i think like a few months like ago you guys pivoted towards web3 um correct me if i'm wrong but yeah i, I think beforehand it was like programming based so i guess um what led you guys switch to more of the web3 space if um you guys did do that yeah i mean we just pivoted into web3 like literally two weeks into the company starting like pivot because like uh we just talked to our users and our users said we want to learn web3 that's it <laughs> And at the time, I also was like a big fan of like, just like, the tech, the, like, 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 like the tech behind uh, Web3 and just like crypto. So I was already like a fan. So I was like, oh, great. Like, this is great. Like, I can do this. I can build this audience of, you know, Web3 builders and still like, and it's fun for me. You know, it's fun for everyone at the company too, because like we all believe in that tech. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, just a classic top tier users kind of deal. Yeah. I guess that did help, though, in the long term, because uh, I know Web3 has been a big space um, that a lot of people have been interested in. So it's good to see that there are companies like BuildSpace that are trying to help with the, those type of um, individuals. But yeah, yeah. all right. Um, okay, so I, I guess my next kind of question is you yourself. Um, how, how did you first get into Web3? And maybe when was that? And like what led you get into it um if you were if you like discovered it from someone else if you were just curious like what happened i mean no there's nothing special here i got into like a year ago or something and it's just like any technology for me right like i've always been tinkering with technologies and web3 is just another technology so to me it was the same thing as machine learning it was the same i both augmented reality apps um you know i was one of the first people who like used ar kit 
Um, like the day it came out, I was, I was using it. So I've always been into emerging tech. Um, so yeah, Web3 was just another piece of emerging tech that I felt like would be a good, uh, like a good product or, or a, a, good, a good tool to use to like actually build you know, a compelling product. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of it. Nothing special on my end. <laughs> just my friends were talking about it and we were like, oh, this is sick. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, okay. So I guess the last question to ask uh, in this section would be, um, obviously, Build Space has had like a lot of growth that has happened. Like, like because now all your Discord server is at fifty five thousand members. Um, just like maybe like hundred away from that. Um, and your Twitter is like at forty thousand followers. You yourself almost at their uh, you you're twenty thousand. So I guess, and I know it wasn't always like this the case. Um, so. What what kind of um, boosted your growth over the last couple of months, and what like how, how do you envision the next five to ten years at Build Space? Uh, and do you plan to maybe continue um, another startup? Do you plan to keep building Build Space to its like max potential? Um, like, what is your future vision for Build Space? Yeah, I mean, you know, with Build Space, we always knew. Like, I think I think for us, we always wanted to, like we wanted to first build distribution. So we built these kind of like pieces of content, right? Where you could come learn about blockchain, correct? And we started yeah. capturing email addresses. We started capturing audience, correct? Today, great. We have an audience of 55,000 people. Fantastic. That was the whole point. It's just content marketing, correct? So then you start to ask yourself the question, like, great. People, people are like learning about Web3 through your thing. Like, who, who cares, right? Like, who gives a shit? Like, how is this going to be the number one company in the world? You know? Like, like that's the question, right? And... That's the question I ask myself, because, you know, why would I sit and build like something random, some random small thing? Like as much as I love helping people, um, like in the thousands, like I'm trying to help people with the billions. Right. So it's like, what's the path there? What's the road there? And, you know, the answer to this question is that you still you just got like you slowly like we'll figure it out. You'll figure it out slowly every day. So I can sit here. I can sit here and give you like the kind of like six, 12 months, 10 years, like 12 month vision. Right. But to be honest, that's probably just going to change. But I think what's not going to change is like the longer term for me. And that's just going to be, and you know, that could be like very big and that's okay. So for me, the longer term is like a product that's used by billions, correct? And that's fine. Yeah. Like it could be vague. It could be like this really vague like thing. As long as you have this kind of like roadmap that you're always like tinkering with. So for me, I have this roadmap, right? I have like a clear path towards like how Bill Space is used by billions. And um, I think as long as you have that, that's good. Like just like, What's your next month look like? What's your next year look like? And what's your next 10 years look like? That's all you have to know. And your 10 years could be like really vague. I see people sometimes like planning month by month or year by year. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, this is going to change. So uh, for me, it's always a one month, one year, like 10 year kind of like plan. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so for me, like, you know, great. We started with this, uh, we started with this, you know, people learning about Web3 thing. And I think what we're turning into now is really more of a network, right? Like build space is where like, like even say hundreds of companies use our like recruiting tool, um, and thousands of we have like over like twenty thousand profiles literally made like where people have filled out like detailed information about who they are, where they work, and like their next kind of gig, you know. And we started noticing this like a couple months ago, and we were like, wait a second, is this like just turning to a social network? And you know, we started like tinkering with this a lot, like this idea, and now we're kind of double downing on this on this concept of like. You know, build space is the place where you come and connect with other professionals. 
And right now it's other professionals in Web3. And what's very interesting about this is, you know, like when you are more active on BuildSpace, when you do stuff on BuildSpace, you should get something out of it, right? So if you like make a connection on BuildSpace and that ends up becoming a job, like what if you got something back, right? Like what if you got like, in this case, an NFT back from us? Um, what does that, like what could that lead to? Like how, how can you actually like give people ownership in your thing the more they actually use it? And I think that's like a really interesting concept for me. Because um, I look at stuff like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, like all these kinds of social networks. And I'm just like, man, like I don't really get the moat, you know, like I don't really get like why people stay here. And I guess the moat is, uh, you know, is the network. But I think that for us, we're seeing that professional networks are pretty easily, like we can pretty easily topple them um, through a simple mechanic, which is like, hey, come to build space. And if you learn some new shit, awesome, we'll give you an NFT. If you refer five people, awesome, we'll give you an NFT. If you connect with 10 people, awesome, and NFT. So it's like you kind of take these core actions and um, you reward people for actually like, you know, completing them, um, which is something that already happens today, right? Like LinkedIn and Facebook will force you to like add 10 friends. <laughs> um, but then, you know, you don't really get much after that. So for us, it's like we want to continuously like, give people uh, more ownership over build space itself. And what that means is essentially like, great. For example, like I mentioned earlier, like we're doing like, we just did like a million revenue, right? Great. Like, let's put that revenue back in some public treasury, like some percent of it, right? And let's let our NFT users, our, our NFT holders, like fully govern that, that, that treasury. Like, that's pretty cool, right? And then we're already seeing this, right? So we started up Build Space India. We started Build Space Women. We started Build Space Africa, Build Space Founders, where we fund companies. And it's pretty sick. So if you're an NFT holder, you can actually participate in those groups and like actually get, that, get, get, a, get a hold of that cash yourself for your own yeah. self. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I think there's something really interesting there long-term. Um, um, yeah, just tokenized communities in itself are really cool. But I, again, like all this is so early where like this is probably going to change like next month. And that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, all, all, a pretty long-winded answer for you, but yeah. Yeah, well, no. Actually, I'm sorry. I just want to ask a question. I uh, like I'm super into community building, but I don't know what a tokenized community is. Can you explain that? Yeah, I don't really know what it is either, to be honest. I think like for me, there's some communities that are like fully tokenized. Like you need to hold my token in or like literally my like, you know, my, my Dogecoin or whatever to like get in this community. Right. And, uh, you know, like the community then has like a token that goes up in value that you can sell. And uh, that's like one way to go about it, right? Uh, where, you know, you have literally like this literal speculative asset that you can make money on when you're in the community. So that's one way to do a tokenized community. I think like another way, the, the way we're pursuing is like, like no liquidity off the bat. So like you can't like just randomly come to this community and make money off of it, which I think is like kind of dumb, <laughs> um, which, which I think is like, sorry, I think that's the right way to do it. Like where you don't just like straight up offer cash to people. Uh, for joining your community like let's just say builder group had a coin right and uh you know you needed a builder group coin to enter the discord like and then like you could sell your builder group coin on uniswap to like make money off of it now right it's like i feel like builder group would just get full of just a bunch of people want to make money off builder group coin you know and that's right. just that's just the game that's just how it works that's like people are gonna like always you know try to make money um so i think like the way, I, the way I see it is more interesting is like the way we're doing it, where, you know, what if Builder Group instead had like NFTs that were non-transferable and not liquid 
that they gave to their community owners and their community winners for good things that they did in the community, right? And then once that happened, they would have like further ownership over what builder group did next. Um, they would actually have like a, like, you know, they would actually be part of the, like, uh, they would have a seat at the table whenever the decision was being made. And I think that's like 10x more interesting to me. Um, I think to users as well, but. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so basically it's just getting uh, the whole community involved and really like entrenched in, in uh, Web3. Yeah, like like the literal definition of I guess tokenized community is like, like it's like I guess like at this point it's just a coin for a community. The more good stuff that happens in the community, the more coin you get. And okay, if the community does if the community does more good stuff, you can sell your coins and make money. That's it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to ask this earlier. Um, how does because uh, I know on the site it says that. Build space is free forever. I think that's what I read. Um, so, what's the current revenue model for build space? Um, damn, does it still say that? <laughs> that's funny. It still says that. Yeah, I haven't looked at a landing page in months. Um, yeah, it's probably still going to be free forever. I don't really plan to charge like just normal users. Um, so today, one way we make money is we uh, like charge protocols. Uh, so protocols pay us money to send them users. Like Solana, like sorry, for example, our customers are like Solana, Polygon, Ethereum, like Polygon, um, Avalanche, like all these, uh, all these types of companies. Um, they just literally pay us money to get access to our community. Cool. Um, and uh, I think longer term, it's going to be interesting. I really like this concept of like uh, a more premium model for, uh, for perhaps companies. Kind of like a LinkedIn type tool, because LinkedIn makes most of its money off of, uh, off of, uh, off of their recruiting tool. I think that's interesting as well. Like, Buildspace already has like 20,000 profiles, and we're like growing like 5,000 every couple of days. And it's like, man, what if we just open this up to like more companies? <laughs> like, would they, would they pay for such a tool? We're already having companies like, so for example, like today, you know, a lot of Web3 companies hit us up, like Coinbase or like, I don't know, like random IT projects or gaming projects, like all these, all these like random Web3 projects that you see that are funded now, right? But you know, now we're actually getting a lot of like companies hit us up. Like, like Disney, like Disney's like, I just, I'm just looking for a front end engineer or I'm just looking for a marketer. Can you help me? And you know, the reason for that is because, you know, Disney would normally go to LinkedIn, but now no one's like active on LinkedIn anymore. Right. It's like they're active, but we have like a, a large group of like marketers, designers, developers actually build space, which is interesting. And uh, they're like, in, you know, they, they just want to be where the most activity is. So there's something really interesting there. I'm not sure what it is exactly, like what the exact model is, but I feel like some model around, uh, you know, larger enterprises, larger companies getting access to our network in like a more premium model, premium fashion is interesting. But yeah, I do have this mentality of like, I don't want to charge like normal old end users like ever. It should be free for them. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I just had that question. I just wanted to ask for like such a long time um, because like I, I was really confused how uh, the, the, you guys were making money, but I guess that kind of clears it up. But yeah. yeah, the answer is the answer is with any company. This is how we make money today, and that could probably change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so oh, I, I guess we're almost done here with our questions. So for the next one, um, uh, while you yourself have there been any technologies that you've wanted to learn in the past couple of years or even this year? Um. Yeah, I think brain hardware tech. 
is really, really interesting. Like, if I was like, I don't know, I feel like 13 year old me would just be like buying all the brain hardware technologies, like the neuroses of the world, the muses of the world, like all these types of companies. I'd be buying all of them. I'd just be fucking with it. Like, I'd just be like tinkering with them. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think that's like pretty, that to me is like a really interesting space. Like, if I had to think of the next big, you know, shift in how like, you know, we as humans operate, um, I feel like it's going to be like technology that interact with our brain um, or even just with our, with our body parts. Right. So it's like, I'm also really interested in like uh, technologies that relate back to um, things that capture our body's movements. Right. So now, for example, I was looking at these gloves. They make these gloves that can accurately capture how your fingers are moving. Right. So that's really cool. It's like, what can I do with that? Like, can I like create like a keyboard with that like glove? So do I even need a keyboard anymore? Like probably not. Right. Um, could people who have like hand problems, like for example, like I had carpal tunnel, like around 19, like I would have loved that product. Like, cause then I would have, I would have been able to type without a keyboard, <laughs> which gave me so much pain. Um, could games be built with that glove? So I think like those two things really like capture me today, like brain hardware tech and like tech that actually captures like your body's movements. Um, you know, even like your eyes, right? Like there's, there's uh, I was, I was messing with this piece of tech the other day. It, uh, it's an infrared camera that captures your pupils. And it captures all your eyes' movements while you're using your computer. And that's, like, really cool. It's like, you know, what can you do with that? Like, um, if you can capture your eyes' movements all the time. Like, what if you built that into some glasses? What if you built that onto, like, your desktop computer and you just had it on all the time? Like, like what if I could just blink three times and open up Zoom or something? I don't know, dude. Something, something random. Um, I think those two, things are, like, those two things are just, like, really, like, super interesting to me. So I would, uh, if you guys ever, uh, if, you all, if you all ever want access to these things and you don't have the money, just let me know. Uh, our treasury will, uh, will fund founders or just builders that actually want access to this stuff. Because, you know, some of it's pretty expensive. Like the infrared uh, eye stuff, like a thousand bucks. Neurosity is like a thousand dollars, but they have a hundred dollar a month plan. Um, but yeah, we just funded a guy the other day. Like, he's like, he's like 16. He's just like, yeah, I just need 300 bucks to work on this like really hard problem related to like disabilities. Like to help people with like, uh, I think his problem was like to help people you know, in wheelchairs, you can't move their arms uh, to actually use their brain to just like do simple things, like open, like unlock a door, right? Um, and yeah, I just think that like it doesn't cost a lot of money to start thinking with this stuff. But yeah, yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I think um, well, going back to the original question here, um, I, I mean, I, I think what I'm getting at here is that you're more interested in like the machine learning web three type of space like that's where you're like like pinned down at um which is like really cool i haven't gone to that space so much but uh, based off of everything that you've explained it seems like a really interesting and fun space to be in um with a lot to do and a large potential especially in the future a lot of people getting into it but that's uh very cool yeah yeah i think like don't get too captured by like technologies i say um because I think people call it a Web3 space. Like, you know, just, like, let's just remove Web3 for a second, right? Let's just call it the machine learning space. Like, like, like there's no, I don't know, I think there's no value to machine learning in just on its own, right? The value to machine learning is like, what is a problem I can solve with machine learning that's actually useful? Like, um, that's always what it comes down to, right? You know, I see like a lot of people getting to like, it just reminds me a lot of machine learning days, to be honest. Like, a lot of people flooding to Web3, just like they were flooding to machine learning in 2016, 2015. 
And uh, I feel like a lot of people will make the same mistake, where they'll like get really into technology, um, and kind of like ignore the idea that you know they should actually be solving some problem that pushes humanity forward in some way, right? Um, because Web three on itself, great technology, pretty great, and I'll, I'll probably be hopefully it'll work on it for a long time. Um, but you know, it's just a tool, just like machine learning is a tool, just like the neurosity, like brain hardware stuff is a tool. Um, so, I don't know, just like a note there, I guess. <laughs> it's something I tell my, I, I used to tell myself a lot. Because um, I've, I've been in the trap of just like joining Duff because it was hype. And, uh, and yeah, but I don't know if you have any thoughts there, but. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was really a good put. Um, but yeah, I, I guess oh, yeah. one way that. Um, we can kind of finish this off before we kind of move on to the Q&A by Ari. Um, well, I, I know you've done like a lot um, when you first started like 13, 14 years old up until this point, like 26. Um, so to, to everyone else that's like younger um, in their teen years right now, um, mm -hmm. what advice would you like give to younger people um, to get... <laughs> Yeah. And I know this is a huge question, and you might have gotten this asked a lot, or maybe not, but um, we like to kind of ask this for all of our speakers at these talks. Um, sure. So, yeah. I, how, I guess I'll just, how, how old are you and Ari, by the way? Me? Yeah, like, how old are you and Ari? Yeah, both of you. Oh, Ari is uh, 17, I'm 13, uh, and then the other two on the mm -hmm. team are 15 and 14. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, so I guess I've... Uh... I've been exactly where you're at, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. It's kind of wild, right? Like, yeah. uh, it's kind of weird. It's, it's kind of funny. I remember you, uh, by the way, I like, this is like my first talk I've ever done. Like, I don't do Yo. talks. Like, I don't want, like, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't, I reject all like invites to everything. I'm just, just not interested, right? Like, I don't go to events, blah, blah, blah. I just want to like sit in my room and make stuff, right? And then people can make, people can use my stuff. But, you know, I saw this one and I was like, this is sick, you know? Like, this is like, like I probably would I probably would have wanted to listen to someone like myself um, back when I was like you know fourteen fifteen right so and I don't know maybe I'm not the best one but I don't know maybe uh, I wonder if a uh, thirteen year old Frizen listens to me and cringes or if he listens to me and like uh, says hell yeah I don't know I hope he says hell yeah I think he would yeah <laughs> I don't know 13, 13 year old Frizen a hard man to please for sure a pretty bright kid. Um, <laughs> a little bit too much ego on that guy. Um, but I think uh, my number one thing, like, for sure is, um, I kind of said it earlier, but like, man, just like commit. Just commit to one thing. Um, and go as hard as you can on that one thing for as long as you can. Um, and, you know, like, no matter what that is. So for me, it was like a DVD business that I worked on for almost seven years, right? That like blossomed into like a T, like I pivoted the DVD business into a t-shirt business. And I pivoted the t-shirt business into this other thing, right? It's totally fine to like pivot, right? Um, the same thing. As long as it's, kind of, it's a kind of similar thing. And the reason I say this is like, the reason I say to like commit to one thing and then be okay with pivoting is because it's like you want your learnings to compound over time, right? So I remember I saw this one guy apply to BuildSpace and I was like, he had like six products, right? Like six links, like, oh, look at all this shit I launched on Frog Tent, right? And I was like, man, like, did you actually learn anything? Like, I wonder. Um, 
Because like the only way you learn is by launching it and then sitting on it and then launching and then continu continuously launching like uh, in a similar space, right? Over time. Um, so I, I've always like treasured that. And, uh, and yeah, like, like even today, I have my own founder friends, right? This is a problem. Like they have a hard time committing to like a single thing. They'll like be pivoting like every month to like a new thing. Like a, like a crazy new thing, right? It's one thing to pivot, but it's one thing to pivot every like two to three months to a crazy, it's like a completely different new thing. Like you're working on like sushi one day and then you're working on machine learning the next day. Like that's, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I guess all to say, just commit, man. And, uh, and uh, commit and always follow, like, uh, like, like always like track your, like, like how much something is growing or how much, how useful something is. Cause you know, you don't want to be that guy or you don't, you just don't want to be that person who just is like working on the same thing for like 10 years and it's still being used by like five people, right? Like just a failure at this point. Um, and you know, that could be fine. Maybe you want that. It's all up to what you want. Like maybe you don't care about like use. Maybe you just want to be like an artist in your room with like five people who love you. And that's for 10 years. That's fine. Um, but just like know what you want. Like, so for me, I told myself really early on, like, you know, I'm going to commit to this, uh, like whatever I do. And I'm going to make sure like I hit some basic goals. So remember my first goal for like the eBay thing was $100 in revenue. And then my first goal for like the self-driving car stuff was, you know, I'm going to actually ship this like model to like this percentage of accuracy, right? Like that was like my, my thing. Like, I, want it, I, want it, I want it to be this percent accurate of this car. Um, and you know, same thing with build space. Like, you know, I want to hit this number by the end of the month or this number by the end of the year. And just, you know, make sure you stay aligned to those. Um, which is pretty hard, right? As like a kind of a younger person. Uh, it's kind of a weird way to think as a younger person because um, you may just want to explore. And uh, I don't know, I think I explored a lot, but I always uh, was like pretty aligned with committing to one thing. Like you can explore and commit. If, uh, you can explore and commit. So man, I explored a lot in e-commerce, right? <laughs> like a ton. And I think that worked out better for me than if I was like, jumping from e-commerce to something else to something else to something else right um so yeah even to this day i give myself the same advice uh even like today like 26 year old me it's like the same thing i would tell myself um yeah if like if i if i could give any advice and i usually i usually don't like to give it any please don't take this as advice it's just words <laughs> that are coming out of the mouth of some dude on discord that you don't even know that just runs some company that you heard of on twitter right it's like great like just take it with a grain of salt um this, these words are not gospel, but hey, this strategy has worked pretty well for me so far. Um, and uh, it's, kind of made me, it's kind of brought me happiness, right? So at the end of the day, yeah. it's all about being happy. So <laughs> like being a yeah, builder 100%. and being happy is very hard. It's super hard. It's very easy to be, to be a depressed builder, always sad with what you built um, and always never happy, right? Pretty hard right. to just be like a happy builder. So yeah, you got to optimize to be a happy builder. So. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that's, uh, I think that's really, really good advice. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people in the community do struggle with kind of hopping from like project to project. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you if you, you know, can recognize what you know, will make you happy. And uh, just just chase it. I don't you know, you, you can't really go wrong. So yeah, I think that's great advice. Um. All right, yep. so I am just going to uh, read some of the Q&A questions now. So any of the people that are still here listening uh, do want to send in some questions, you just go to the events channel and there's a thread uh, right there. Um, cool, yeah. All right. Tabs or spaces? 
<laughs> uh, dude, spaces, come on. What the heck? Come on. Um, <laughs> tabs, uh, absolutely. No, definitely spaces. Um, what's your philo- thoughts on college? Um, college, uh, I've, yeah, I'm, I have like pretty hard, hard thoughts on college. Um, I think it's like useless 99% of the time. Um, there are certain cases where it is kind of useful. Uh, you know, like, like you wanna, like I think college, uh, it's, just hard, it's hard for me to kind of describe. I think people always say like college is really good for the social experience. And I think that's true, but I think you could have the same social experience, just not through college. <laughs> like t- totally like the exact same thing. Like you can, you can build your own little college in your town, right? Like that would be way funner and you'd probably make a lot more closer, closer friends. And you don't have to pay fucking $10,000 a year, <laughs> which is stupid. Um, and you don't have to waste your time just going to classes all day that I, like, you, you hate anyways. But I don't know, people always say, oh, college is where I explore. It's like, no, not really. Kind of a shitty way to explore it too. Um, I do think there's something interesting to like the top colleges of the world. Like, you know, the MITs and the Harvards. I think those are interesting. Like if you get in, like it's kind of interesting to get in there and like hang out there. Um, but even then, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I don't really think it's that useful. How do you think Builder Group can grow even bigger than Build Space? I think, uh, <laughs> I think Builder Group has like a... It's, it's hard because Builder Group is a community, right? So right. Build Space is like more of a... Becoming at least more of a product. And I think communities will not ever become bigger than products. Like Facebook is bigger than any Facebook community or Facebook is bigger than any, any community that exists on, in the, on planet Earth, right? So it's like, right. you know, maybe Butter Group doesn't want to be bigger than Bill Space. Yeah, that's fine. Like you just want to be a community of like 10,000 people who love each other. And that's actually better. Um, you know, we've saw this problem at Build Space too. Like at 50,000 people, like the community is not as close as it used to be, like by far, right? And I think that's fine because we're trending more because we're actually, we're actually trying to build a product, right? Versus like a community. But a community does help. Um, but yeah, that's a, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was a, a joke question, but I, I do give a, I, I, got, I dropped a serious answer there, I guess. Yeah, um, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool though. I think if you have 10,000 people who love this thing, it's way better than having goddamn like 50,000 people in a Discord. That's useless. Um, not yeah. useless, but like not, not that, not as useful as 10,000 people who like are really close. Um, um, crunchy mic. Sorry. Thoughts on remote work. Uh, yeah. So build space is uh pretty remote now. We only have one guy in the office, but we're seven people now. So we're we're gonna we're we're trying to go to like uh, twelve, thirteen pretty quickly. So I'm trying to hire like six new people. So by the way, if you're looking for a job, by the way, hit me up. Um, I just hired this kid. Not this kid. I hate I hate calling them kids. I, I hired this guy. He's uh he's sixteen. And uh, he's like, he's coming here. He's actually flying in today. And he's, we're working together for like three months. Damn. So, you know, age does not matter to us. Um, you can totally just like ping me on email and I'll, I'll respond to you. <laughs> I respond to everybody on email. Not Twitter though. Don't DM me on Twitter because <laughs> I will not respond. Um, uh, but yeah, I think remote work is pretty awesome. I think the one thing about remote work is that you need to optimize to like see your teammates in real life. Um, like every couple quarters, every quarter, like whatever, like, you know, that cadence is. So for me, you know, I try to actually go out and say hello to people in real life. Um, so for example, we, we, hired this, we hired this guy in, in Spain. Um, 
uh, last week. And, you know, I fully plan to go to this guy's house and say hello to him in Spain in like three months. I think that the IRL connection is very important, um, like early on. So like, the earlier you can meet with someone when you hire them, the better. Um, and then after that, you know, what's funny is like going from IRL to remote is actually pretty easy. Like once you know the person IRL, but going from remote to like working really well IRL is actually pretty hard. Hmm. Um, what about getting a job without college? I don't know, man. I've never really had a job, so I don't know. <laughs> I never like really apply for anything. It's just kind of, you just kind of make cool stuff and people want to do cool stuff with you. And I guess that's called a job. I don't know. Um, are you taking interns? Uh, man, I hate calling them interns. Uh, no, I mean, no, just if you want to, if you want to make cool stuff, you can pitch it to me and then I'll pay you to do it. So if that's what you want to do, just let me know. <laughs> uh, I, hate, I hate giving things names like internships. Intern makes it sound like you're under me when that's not really what you are. You'd be alongside me. Um, but I guess that's, I guess that's, uh, I guess that's everything. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, I found one. Uh, Bearcat asks, uh, what led to all of BuildSpace's growth and when did things start picking up? Um, so like I've always been good at making things viral. Um, so we very early on like knew, our, knew what our viral loop would be. And our viral loop was you would build stuff on build. So you'd learn stuff on build space, right? And then you ship it. And then we give you this NFT that you post on Twitter. And that has like caused all our growth. <laughs> like that's it. Like you, we just made that loop really, really good. Um, and really, really strong and really tight. And, um, that's, that's all it takes. So I think that's like been the biggest thing for us. And on top of that, you know, we're like, I don't know. I think that's definitely a big percentage of it. And I think the other 15% yeah. or 25% of it is definitely like just being honest with your community, just like continuing to innovate. Like, so for example, for us, we try to innovate like every single month. So we always try to go like, you know, what is our innovation this month? Like, how are we pushing the word forward like aggressively this month? And we always try to do that. So for us, that was actually the projects, right? Like, like let's just make a new project every single month and uh, get the chains to blast it. You know, Solana, like we're on, the, we're on Solana's homepage now, right? Awesome. Right. That's going to give us a lot of users. <laughs> so I think that's helped a lot too, these partnerships. So um, partnering with blockchains, we partnered with like a lot of blockchain clubs, colleges. And our first 500 users came from blockchain clubs. We partnered with 20 blockchain clubs. And each blockchain club gave us like 10 users. And that was like our first kind of 200. <laughs> so it started small, right? And that's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, it seems like almost you can you can pretty simply like break it down because um, you guys focused heavily on providing value and you also focused heavily on community building. And I think those two things really like when they come together, it's pretty impactful um, because like For you sure. guys had these um, like these educational things right when it came to Web3, but then you were also giving people NFTs on completion. So, I mean, right off the bat, like all you're doing in these beginning stages is providing people with value. And then on top of it, you're focusing so heavily on Discord and community building, which um, just, you know, obviously, given the fact that you guys have 50,000 members, did wonders. Um, so. Yeah, it's just about thinking right. about like your core, your core loop, you know, like what is your product's core loop? I think a lot of people are like really good at making products, but that's easy now. Like. My 14-year-old my brother can make a React app. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not impressive anymore, you know? You know what's impressive? Like, my 14-year-old brother making a React app and actually has people using it the day after they open it. <laughs> That's extremely impressive. Um, yeah. 
It's really easy to just make a React app. Um, so I think like you always need to think about your core loop whenever you, when you think about your product. So for us, like, our core loop was sign up on BuildSpace, enroll in project, complete project, post on Twitter, repeat, right? That was our core loop. Right. And uh, it's just about like, it's like, you know, just draw that circle on, your, on a piece of paper before you write any code. And, uh, and make sure it makes sense to you. I think we got one more here. As a YC accepted person, what are your thoughts on Ryan's comments? Um, uh, I don't know who Ryan is. Ryan as in, uh, wait, yeah, I, if you could, I mean, uh, Tejas, if you're listening and you want to share a link, go ahead. I got no clue who that is, man. Reslo. I shall, I shall Google them. Oh, <laughs> just like oh I think you might have seen him on Twitter. He's gotten really big. Oh, interesting. Um, I can uh, take uh, a yeah, look. I, yeah, I, just, yeah I, I, I don't really scroll Twitter, so I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, CEO of Bolt. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure I'm what the not, comments are. Yeah, I mean, either. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all good. All right. Well, uh, By the way, okay, scrolling Twitter, like... very bad for your health. <laughs> just, like, oh, yeah. just, like, just like, don't scroll it at all. Like, only DM people that you think are cool. <laughs> like, don't scroll Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Why Combinator's not worth it, a thread. I'll read this. I'll check it uh, out. Uh, oh, I think I saw this, actually. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, <laughs> I remember this one. My fr I had, like, five people send it to me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really, yeah, I'm not really interested in going into it. Oh, uh, I guess I also, like, I guess, I guess, I, I guess I'll give you my quick take on YC, which is like, um, it was like really good for me because I'm, I, I had, I was able to like lean on like my partners a lot and like they were able to help me through like a lot of the, the problems that I was like solving at the time. And I think without them, like I wouldn't be like at this point today. So, and that's worth something, right? Now, is YC a good deal? Is YC a fair deal? Up for argument, right? I think for me, it was a pretty simple, simple decision. I was like, man, I'm the solo founder. I got like no more money in the bank. And YC seems like they want to give you money. You know, I'll take this money and I'll see where it takes me. And, um, and that's it. Like, it's kind of taking us decently far. <laughs> so it was awesome for me. Now, I don't know how worth it is anymore nowadays. Um, you know, now with the batches being like fully remote and stuff, but... You know, I would just talk to people who went through YC and then see what they thought. But for me, it was dope. I, uh, I, made, I made some buddies and still talked to my partners today. And YC still supports today in like little ways. It's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool, actually. Oh, there you go. Um, okay, last question. Uh, Simon asks, in your opinion, how long does it take to learn React? Um, uh, man, like an hour, probably. Just like go, like, like it depends what you're asking. <laughs> it's like, how long does it take to make a React app? Like an hour, yeah. Uh, how long does it take to like actually learn React? Like probably like a decade. Um, you get, it depends on how much, like what, what it means to learn something. Like if you're just trying to make some products, like probably take you like uh, two weeks to like kind of get good at React. Um, and then, you know, maybe four weeks to get like really good and just like build decent products with it. Uh, but then, you know, probably a decade to become like a pro. So like with, like with any programming tool. Um, that's how it works. Like with any skill, like, you know, with the video games, like how long does it take, you just ask yourself instead, how long does it take to get, to get good at Super Smash Brothers? And the answer is actually the same. So to get good at Super Smash Brothers, I mean, if you played it for four weeks straight, you, be, you get pretty good, right? <laughs> you get decently good at playing Mario, but then you're still at a professional level. You know, the professionals have been playing for like 10 years. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess I, I use this example because I play Super Smash Brothers competitively. 
So I actually like practiced. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's factoid. insane. Jeez. <laughs> what was Bill Space right. like when you decided to fly to YC? Um, $500 in MRR. It was a children's education company. It wasn't even Bill Space. So there you go. <laughs> well, so you guys really pivoted. Oh, yeah, we pivoted a lot. Like, even in YC, I pivoted like three times. Um, yeah. <laughs> I pivoted like three times in YC. <laughs> Like in NYC, I think YC accepted us for this homeschooling idea, right? The one I was talking about. But then a week into YC, pivoted to this idea where um, I was building Twitch for kids. So literally Twitch.tv for kids, where I, where I hired like 30 teachers and I had them stream themselves all day to kids. <laughs> and that got like pretty viral, got like 30K MAUs. That's actually what I raced my 16Z on. So, oh, that's yeah. insane. Lots of little pivots there. I do, I do online schooling uh, right now. So if you uh, continued on that path, there's a pretty big chance I could have ended up attending. Oh, yeah, probably, man. But hey, I hope that you build something that is... Um, um, I, hope, I hope that you build something... I hope, I hope you all build something that's, that's like, you know, pretty interesting long-term. Um, I think it's hard to find what you want to, like, what you want to build long-term. But uh, I don't know. It's a cool little group. I've been, I've been in this Discord for a while. I was I was like I always look through the chat, and I always look through the project ideas, and uh, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Good little good little group here. Uh, happy to support any way I can, and yeah, uh, hope, hope, hopefully you guys like just keep on making stuff. Um, don't get too distracted by the noise. Don't don't be scrolling Twitter. <laughs> just go <laughs> and make some stuff. Go and make some stuff. That's it. One hundred percent. Thank you so much uh, for giving us your time, Farza. Yeah, thank you cool. for no the amazing talk. Hey, okay, going over. I got. See you later. Bye bye. All right. See ya. Bye.